0: Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And you missed me 10 out of 10, right? Sure. So I how, did. So how was your two-week vacation from me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, yeah, you're right. Well, it was kind of a vacation from you. No, I, I think I was jealous because I kept getting all your updates like everyone else via Instagram and other I think it was just Instagram, but I was yeah. like, I wish I was doing that instead yeah. of working and dealing with other life stuff.
0: Yeah, managing the, the DMs throughout the trip was difficult because I, had, <laughs> I was basically <laughs> off the grid a lot of the time where I had no service. Okay. And all of a sudden I'd roll into some town and my phone would be like, oh, and I'm and sure. just like, it would just like stack explode. up. And, but I, I did the best I could to respond to everybody and, and virtually hang out with you on so my road trip. So if we were living under a rock, where were you? So I nobody here is living on a rock. Everybody knows where I was. I went out to well, Rensport. Well, you can
1: still give a little preface.
0: Okay. So I took my 72 911 that I have out to Rensport, which is in Monterey, California, yep. which is where Laguna Seca is, the racetrack, right, racetrack. WeatherTech Laguna Seca Raceway, or whatever they call AKA it now. AKA
1: the one with the corkscrew.
0: The corkscrew. <laughs> yep. And then I drove all the way home. Yeah. And uh, so I took freeways out to um, Yellowstone, and then I took freeways from Denver home. So Otherwise, it was from not your that
1: garage door back to your garage door, how many miles was it?
0: I have no idea because my transmission... Oh, I suppose. Yeah, I, I have no clue. I, I was not able to keep track of my mileage. Um, if you want, we can take a short break and I can add it up. No, that's all right. It's somewhere between... It's probably between... 5,000? No, it's probably 5,500 to 6,000 miles. Sure. Somewhere in there and probably about 120 hours. Wow. driving.
1: How often do you have to do valve adjustments in that engine?
0: Uh, you don't. Well, you do, but not often enough. I think it's every, like, <laughs> I just did
1: it, like... You need an oil change, though, probably. I do. Well, yes, I do. I'm just I thinking, did. like, that's a lot of miles to put on in, you know, a short time. I
0: did do an oil change halfway. Oh, did you really? Yes. Oh, well, I had to. We'll get to it. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. I had to do an oil yeah, change. Yeah, of course. Okay. I um, forget so about I... That. Uh, uh, yeah, that's basically what I was doing over the last... No kidding, two, okay. Two weeks, so, yeah, it was a two-week trip. So
1: let's start chronologically, uh, the trip out.
0: Right, yeah, so we left, um, my buddy Steve went with me, mm-hmm. he's got a, I always forget, it's like a 76 or a 77. Um, the yellow 911. The yellow 911 that you saw in the pictures. It's an and, SC. Uh, no, it is not, it is a oh, mid-year Oh, it's a car. mid-year, okay. Yep, so SC started in 1979.
1: I mean, was that late. Like late, late okay. 79,
0: that's when they is when they started rolling sure. around. That's what my engine is from, it's from a 79. Good to know. So we drove out, uh we drove all the way to um Red Lodge, Montana, which okay. is just um it's probably if you were gonna I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, maybe two hours from Yellowstone, if it was gonna be on normal roads. Sure. Because it's not normal roads, it was forever time. So we basically were at the at the base I don't know what those mountains are called over there. Um where? By Yellowstone. Where are the Tetons? The Tetons are south of Yellowstone, so these are the mountains northeast of Yellowstone. Part of the Rockies. Yeah, it's the northern Rockies. Sure. Right. So um, we woke up in uh, in Red Lodge. Well, I guess I don't know if there's anything interesting to say about the <laughs> the drive out there. No, nothing. I mean, we went what? through North. out
1: oh, to oh, like
0: yeah. I mean we we were really booking because we had it was probably I think it was a thirteen hour drive okay. from here to Red Lodge, That's which is
1: on on. Paper 13 hours
0: on paper, 13 hours. We we moved. Well, the problem is is that you think you're going to make up all this time, yeah, but over the years, the sp- the, the speed limits have gone up,
1: okay. So
0: then all of a sudden, you're in North Dakota and the speed limit is 80, oh. and you're and you're like, well, I don't really want to go any faster than 80 <laughs> in this car. <laughs> well, that and your
1: transmission, well, <laughs> yeah, so it's like,
0: yeah, you're trans, I have a short ratio gearbox, yep. and it's like you're you're in a you know, your revs are all the way up there at 80, 85, and that was really it i mean so we didn't really make much time because of that sure so that was kind of a bummer so it really did take us like i think overall the trip was about 15 hours you have the
1: touring gas tank they call it in that car where it's a little bit larger right well it's just out of an sc oh is that what it is yeah it's
0: just like an sc or a carrera would have had i think the other ones were 17 gallons or something like that like i don't think
1: i have 17 gallons in mine uh,
0: in in steve's car i think is 17 or 18 um i could be wrong and yours i have no idea what yours is it's smaller it looks it's like 12 14 no, it's got to be probably 14 okay but so i can go you know i probably get 23 22 miles per gallon at 80 at yeah. four thousand RPMs. So I can drive four hundred miles on a tank. Is, okay. That's, that's kind of
1: what I'm curious about.
0: Yep. In my head, that's what I'm able to do. Sure. Is four hundred miles to a tank. I, there's multiple. Which
1: actually you got uh way down to the bottom of the tank on the way back, I know. We'll have I, to talk I about got, that.
0: Yeah, there's multiple times where the gaslight was on. Well, there's <laughs> another time that you don't know about that we'll that we'll get into. Okay. Um, I'm starting to like it's things it's are, coming back to it's you. It's coming back highlights. to me, and I'm gonna try and not make this like super fragmented of all the things that's that,
1: fine. You know, that I'm like, Oh
0: yeah, I remember oh, that was like you know, four That's days. That's how memory works. Yeah. It's fine.
1: We'll just um, add context as we go. So, okay. So, out to uh, the Rockies, basically, uneventful.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we stopped at like this. Um, we, we saw this sign for the enlightened highway or no, the enchanted highway. I'm like, oh, that's gotta be great. It's gotta be sweet. It's gotta be sweet. So I like, I did like a, almost like a dash off the road. I was like, I hope he can follow
1: me. (laughs) And, uh,
0: we started driving to what it is, is it's these huge art displays along this really long freeway.
1: Okay. I remember seeing a photo of that and, uh, it was like, not Not, so, not so enchanting. (laughs) So we
0: got to the first one and it was like some deer running. And I'm like, yeah. So is that what this is? I'm like, I don't think I want to waste. I mean, we're already taking 15 hours to get there, so let's just Yeah, let's not just add let's a couple just more hours. Go. So we went back and hopped on the freeway, ended up in Red Lodge, which is just like a little resort town at the bottom of the Rockies. So sure. it's kind of like the start of where you start to go what up. What state is that? Montana. Okay. It's where you start to go up into elevation. Yeah. So we leave in the morning, and the first thing we see is a sign blinking that says, Caution, Snow and Ice. I'm like, oh good. <laughs> this is this is great. This is starting out wonderful. Yeah. We didn't run run into any snow or ice on on this leg of the on of the this route, leg. on this you leg. You did later. Uh, later, yes. Um, so we drove, and it's I think it's eleven thousand feet. Okay, to yep. this to this peak, and uh, which was I think it was like the second highest place I was. So it's eleven thousand feet, and it's called the uh, what is it called? Beartooth Pass. Sure, I've heard of it, and honestly, amazing. amazing. Um, and I was like a super noob with the drone. And I've only got yeah, one. Yeah,
1: because you, you bought a drone and brought it with you. Yeah, I
0: brought a drone because I wanted to do pictures of roads. You know, sure. that's When I do this stuff, I'm like less concerned about the car and taking pictures of the cars. I am taking pictures of the roads. and Well, that's what like makes the, it
1: yeah, so cool is the setting. And yeah, the setting and the, the, the
0: scenery and everything. Obviously, the car's in there sometimes. But I really like the road and what it represents, which is... Travel exploration,
1: hence the giant mural on our wall in the studio. Exactly,
0: which is a road. We've got to get another one with some of these <laughs> other pictures I took. We should do it over there. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, so it represent the road represents like travel, freedom. Yeah. You know, independence because you're really on your own. You know, there's no cell phone service most of the time, so you True. you're truly alone. And so it's it's uh it's kind of an um I don't want to say enlightening it, empowering. In in that way that you're able to go out and do these things. Well, it's true adventure as well. Yeah. It, it, well, yes. In in a in a basic sense, it's not true adventure as in like hiking up a mountain because you're still in a car. Well, true. I so, mean, we
1: complain about hiking up our stairs. I'm just thinking, <laughs> so you and I hiking a mountain would be nonstop complaints. <laughs> yeah, it would be.
0: It would be no good. I'd be crawling. Um, and so this is the first day in elevation. So I'm I'm out of breath. I'm basically. Do you drink all your water? I drank all of my water. I kept kept hydrated the best I could. And it's funny when when you have like a water bottle that's like half full. It like expands and contracts as you go up and down. Oh, I suppose, yeah. So you go if you open up and drink it while you're at the top, and you go all the way down. It looks like someone just crushed it,
1: just because of the barometric (laughs)
0: pressure. And that's a good way of realizing why you have no power. Sure, because the air density is so different. Um, Steve actually stopped. I mean, he he couldn't barely move.
1: Really? Yeah, because his
0: car was already set up pretty rich, I think. Okay. So he busted out his three mil Allen at about you know four thousand feet, and he's like leaning his car out. Every time he would floor it, it was just, it would shoot out black, <laughs> black smoke. Um So I all of a sudden I look back, I'm like, where's Steve? And so and then I just stopped and I see him like Brr, brrr, brrr, <laughs> just like kind of like cruising <laughs> just up here. Floor. And- so he's like, dude, I gotta lean this thing out. Um, so he leaned it out, and I see I yes
1: you can adjust it like that, right?
0: And uh, so basically, his system and my system are almost the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so we both have CAS basic. I'm not sure of the actual nomenclature for it, but there's no O2 sensor, there's no adjustment for anything. It's basically it's a big
1: plate that sits there and flaps in the airflow. And that
0: should I should I explain how it works? Sure. Okay. So you have um, a fuel distributor, which mm-hmm. kind of looks like a tarantula. It's got a bunch of fuel lines coming off of it, right? And inside of that is a weighted air meter
1: sure and the air meter is literally a flap
0: yeah so it's weighted on one side and then it's got a disc on the other side Mm -hmm. and when you open up the throttle the air goes through the throttle and goes up through this plate and as Mm -hmm. it lifts the plate as more air goes through it actually adds more fuel so as the air velocity increases because the throttle opens the it lets more fuel through the the, the fuel injectors. And it's called CIS, which is continuous injection system. Right. So because the, it's
1: not pulsed like it's a modern. It's all the time. It's all the time. Fuel injection. So it's just spraying fuel.
0: All the time. Yep. So it's, I don't know how you end up with decent fuel economy with this, <laughs> but it's just continuous <laughs> injection. It's spraying all the time. So basically it's like, it was in between MFI and fuel injection. Sure. So it's electronic in the way that it has an electronic fuel pump and it. It's electronically.
1: <laughs> it's probably, yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's, it's, it's still, a stretch
1: to call it electronic in a way.
0: Yeah. It's more like, for me, it's more like MFI than it is fuel injection. Mm-hmm. And uh, you think that it would, um, just because the air is less dense, that it would maybe not lift the plate up as much and it would kind of auto adjust. Sure. And maybe it does to some extent.
1: But I suppose it's more about air velocity. Yeah, right? well,
0: yeah, it, it is. But you think that the you know the air density would maybe not lift the plate up as much, but... I mean, I'm sure there's some of that there. Yeah, but, but you it, still
1: have to make your own adjustments.
0: I don't adjust my car.
1: Okay. Because you have um, a higher compression engine, though, too. So I'm sure it doesn't suffer as much.
0: Maybe, but I, I just don't like to do it because it's very fine adjustments. And you, yeah, and you, you don't have to
1: adjust it back then. You
0: you have to adjust it back, and it's almost impossible to get back where it was. So you spend time tuning it. You put it on a uh a wide band in the mm-hmm. tailpipe, and you get it dialed in, you get it just right. Mm-hmm. And getting it back there again is such a hassle that I don't like to touch it. Yeah. So even though it was running rich and it was a little bit down on power, um, I don't know why mine ran better than Steve's. I wonder if it
1: is a higher compression engine. I imagine that has some it, effect on it.
0: It probably does. Higher compression. I have bigger cams. Right. You know, his motor stock, it's a 2.7. It's got okay 330,000 miles on it. Wow. He sent me a picture. It's got 330,000, 300, 330, 333,000. He sent me, the, <laughs> he sent me all that. All threes. Yeah, it was all threes. I wonder if he took a picture when it was 333,000, 333. Yeah. Because he'll get that probably because he's, he's driving home later. Okay. Um. Yeah, he went out and he left his car there and flew home after Rensport. Okay, and then interesting. He's, then he's flying back out to get it again and then drive Make home. Make another trip out of it. Yeah, cuz he's a he's a, a paramedic, so he works like 3 days on, 5 days off Oh, cool. So okay. he'll he'll fly back on his time off and drive it home. Yeah. So it works out good for him in that in that way. So anyway, so we're it's kind of he's kind of struggling. I'm not. My car still has you know, it's down on power, but it still is fully fully capable of making sure. it up there. He leaned it out, it got a little bit better. So anyway, I'm like, "Oh man, these switchbacks are amazing and it's just mm-hmm. like these you know, in hindsight fairly basic switchbacks." And I'm like, so I pop out the drone and I, it's super windy. The thing's like warning, you know. <laughs>
1: oh, really? It's like we t- return to home
0: immediately. I didn't listen or whatever. And I'm just flying the thing around taking pictures. Yeah. And, uh, exhaust the battery, get it, get it back, put it back in the, mm-hmm. in the box or whatever. And then we drive up the, the switchbacks. We get up to 11,000 feet and it's crazy. You, you reach this point where just nothing grows anymore except grass. Sure. Yeah. It's like these little scraggly yeah, bushes, the tree, line. the tree line, right? So you get up there and there's all of a sudden it's grass and scrub and, uh, and just nothing. There's you're at the highest point on the road. So you drive like around a corner, like up, and that you look up and there's just nothing but sky. That is w- cool. Which is something you don't see anywhere else. Yeah. Other than at the top of these mountains. When you turn and look and there's just it's just vast.
1: Yeah, and it looks like everything is just disappearing over a cliff too. If you're up it's coming be- up to the peak. Because it is. <laughs> Good point.
0: <laughs> it's because it is. Um, not too scary. These roads were fairly easy to navigate. Sure. Um, Fairly wide, two-lane roads. You didn't encounter
1: any weather that day?
0: No, no, just some fog. There was snow up there. Mm -hmm. You know, there was snow. But Um, the roads were clear. It was probably, like, visually... I mean, there were so many different visuals that I got the whole trip. Like, just different things that you saw and different topography and different biomes. And it was just, like... So, in in terms of mountain biome, Mm -hmm. this was the best-looking place. Okay. Um, The problem was we got to the other side of Beartooth Pass... And I was like, "Oh my god, this is way more beautiful than the than the <laughs> the eastern sides." So we're then okay. were, we're on the western side of the pass, yep. and my drone battery was like nine percent. So you're like, you can't even. I'm know. like, "Fuck it!" I powered it up, flew it up, take a couple of pictures. Oh and really? Then, and then landed it like right away. The thing was like beep 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 beep, <laughs> just like freaking out. <laughs> but I got it all landed. And I took a bunch of pictures. I I, I can't wait to show everyone the photos. Um, unfortunately, you have to subscribe to Triple Zero magazine if you want to see these pictures. It's gonna be a it should be a great layout, great spread. It's probably gonna be, I don't know, twenty five to forty pages of Seriously? Yeah, it'll be long. Wow. It'll be long. It'll be a lot of photos. So if, if you're not a subscriber to Triple Zero yet, you should be. Anyway, there's
1: that plug for them. Um <laughs> So that was Beartooth Pass. Uh, that was Beartooth Pass. And then okay. we kind of uh, Is that near uh, Big Sky, Montana? That's Kind of Isn't big, that all of Montana? Is Big Sky? They call it Big Sky, but I'm thinking the ski resort with the big.
0: It sounds beach. familiar.
1: Yeah. I don't know. There's so that's, many. That's probably the highest mountain I've been. That's thirteen thousand. So it's right there, I imagine. Yeah, I have yeah, no idea. it's got to be right in that area.
0: Um, so we d- then we drove down through uh, the Grand Teton National Park, which was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. I didn't realize you were gonna, we were going to be driving that close to those mountains, but we were right there. They were right there but they're not too tall i think they were like 11,000 or 14,000 feet like in front of you as you look at them right um and which doesn't account the elevation that you're already at sure i think so it's not as didn't seem as i mean they were the thing about those is that they were very sharp looking yeah they look like if you were a giant and you touched it with your finger you it would, would start your... bleeding <laughs> it would hurt a little bit yeah, I
1: was going to say what a what a toddler would draw, draw as a mountain like yeah. just, just peak
0: yeah it was just <laughs> triangles yeah it was just really really sharp looking and uh the expanses were were incredible, and again, no service anywhere. And we would stop and pull over for pictures, and it would just be, you know, one thing that um, you don't really expect when you go on these on these road trips is when you get out of the car, you turn the car off. Um, how quiet it is! Oh, sure. It is, the 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 volume of nature, especially in some of the places I went, was extremely quiet.
1: Not only that, you are acclimated to a very loud driving experience, so the contrast yes. of it being quiet that I'm sure is like. The deafening silence.
0: Yeah, well, Jess came with me out later on in the trip, and I'll, before I forget, I just want to mention this. There was one time where we got out of the car, we went in for breakfast, uh-huh. and, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have eggs, toast, whatever. And she goes, I'll have the eggs and toast and a large orange juice, or whatever she said. I was like, I'm like, why are you yelling? She's like, she's what?
1: Because
0: like, I'm, I'm kind of used to it, but right. she started yelling at the waitress. I was like, whoa, easy, Jesus that's funny. Anyway, so we drove through Oregon. There's there's lots of beautiful stuff there. There's lots of beautiful stuff in Idaho. We went to Crater National Park, Moon Crater, Lunar Crater, Craters. Lots of craters, huh? No craters. There was none. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed there was no craters. It was all just lava flow, which was oh. cool. We drove by this. Uh, where, uh, this must have been still been. Mm, I think this was probably still Idaho in the middle of. It couldn't have been more in the middle of nowhere, Idaho. Okay. And it's this road that's super straight. It goes just straight forever, turns a little bit and goes straight forever and all of a sudden we see these I wish I could remember the name of the place, but it's like nuclear research labs, like oh, really? cr- credentials required beyond this point. And we started to look it up. It's like where they it's where they invented the uh, the hack for like hacking Iranian nuclear reactors. And <laughs> it's where they. Yeah. Like serious, <laughs> serious place. And it's like credentials required. Do not enter. Blah, 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 blah. It's like we it was a reminiscent research.
1: of uh, Area 51. In, you a, in a
0: way. But it was very obvious. Yeah. Like it's like this is this place. And it was like these it was like these. Um, and they were all scattered about, so there was like huh. you'd see one little complex here and one little complex there. And then it was like these little miniature cities throughout Do you think this that's area. Strategic?
1: Um, I don't know why it came to mind. I if think there was an airstrike, you can only take out one at a time.
0: Maybe I think the fact that it's in the middle of nowhere is kind of telling. I'm sure if they n- nuke themselves, there's, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's nothing else around. <laughs>
1: that's good. Yeah. Nice. It was, well, it was
0: like really, really this uh, this really flat, um, plained area. But then there was these. Big hills that hmm. were just out of nowhere, like these giant lumps, just for, for no reason. And it was really an interesting area to drive through visually.
1: What do potato fields look like?
0: Um, I actually, did, did they
1: have any crops up or was it too I late? Didn't, in the I season? didn't see
0: any potato fields.
1: I don't know what a potato field looks like, and I'm a little disappointed you don't either.
0: I Yeah, I don't. Well, I know what potatoes look like when they're growing. They look like dirt, and then you dig right, it up and there's a the potato. underneath the ground, yeah. of course. Um, so. Typically, you say, I'm driving through the potato fields. Right. Right. That's kind of what you say. Right. That's why it came to mind. I don't know.
1: I didn't really, either that or I didn't pay attention. I saw some crops, but who knows? I'm also very bad at geography, I just realized, because he went from Montana, and then what states do you hit before you hit Idaho?
0: No, uh, Wyoming. Okay. So you go to Montana, Wyoming, and then you're in Idaho, and then it's Oregon, and then it's California. Yep. Basically, is that's kind of the, the route of the states that we took sure so that might have been maybe that was in wyoming that we saw that see hence no potatoes yeah no potatoes um so uh we ended up driving the the reason we went this route was another 12 or 13 hours is we wanted to drive instead of going through salt lake city and through nevada through the, the desert southern route. yeah the high desert down there we went to because we wanted to drive the pacific coastal highway and in oregon and it was another long day i mean it was like Twelve or thirteen hours. We only did like a seven-hour day in like Yellowstone and Red Lodge because we wanted okay. to appreciate the roads. Yeah, because that's then where
1: it's so scenic.
0: We wanted to like really hover ground, Cover yep. ground. So we're driving ninety as much as possible. It's cool outside, so the car's running great. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got to California, when I woke up, I noticed that when I was driving it, I could hear like a ding, 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 ding in the in the transmission. Okay. So the faster you would go, the the, the it would get. Uh, <laughs> the worst it would get the worst it would get and it, and it and it got to the point where it got really really loud it was oh like, really it was like and it was it sounded like a single prop airplane
1: <laughs> you did uh, record a video that i listened to and it was like exactly what you'd expect from a single prop airplane
0: yeah well i should have i should have this here so everybody can hear it but um uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll insert the sound here are you ready this is the sound it was making That was funny because we're not actually listening to the sound. I'm going to add it in post. But uh, <laughs> that, that you did that. That was great. So anyway, so I'm like, I, I got to do something. It's just getting louder and louder. And I right. i called a couple of friends like, yeah, I don't worry about it. It's probably fine. I'm like, you are not here.
1: <laughs> you don't hear that the transmission housing is going to explode.
0: Yeah, its it sounded really, really bad. Calamitous was the word. That is quite the, the word. word that, I, okay. that I used to describe. It was a calamitous cacophony of of (laughs) metal and gears so i'm like we got to do something Uh so i i pull over and uh what what was going on so i i think i posted on instagram like hey this is what's going on this is the noises it was making um and then i woke up the next morning and i'm like all right i'm gonna change the gear oil
1: oh okay. it's like
0: the only thing i can do i'm like maybe it's low on gear oil sure I, i can't i there's nothing else I can change with the transmission other than that. So I'm like, so we went to O'Reilly, bought all this stuff to do it, and we went to this gas station, jacked it up, no jack stands, and yeah. just changed the gear oil, made a made a, like an environmental problem. <laughs> and I, I actually took the little drain pan, and I kind of like tucked it next to their building. Like, oh, hey, no. There
1: you go. <laughs> sorry, like, guys. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> and, of course, it was the same. But yeah. I did find uh, chipped teeth.
1: In your gear in oil? In the gear
0: oil, on the drain plug. There was chip teeth there. That's not good. And I was like, oh, no. You know, <laughs> And it, I sent a picture to my buddy, Aaron, and he's like, oh, that looks like uh, a gear tooth. Right. So I'm like, well, are you sure it's not a differential tooth? And he's like, no, it looks like a gear tooth, because he's like, he got a differential in his hand at a shop. looking, He's like, that looks like a gear <laughs> tooth. Because
1: they're kind of helixed, I suppose. Yeah, they're helix the in their
0: groove. They have like a, a styration on them, mm-hmm. like little lines. And it was, probably the, yeah. Yeah, it was probably the size of the half of my pinky fingernail. Right. And other than that, it was uh like if you go to a machine shop, you can see the little pigtails of yeah, metal. the
1: shavings. It
0: was like that was also
1: there. <laughs> so your, your transmission is machining itself.
0: It is machining itself. Something's going on. I'm like, I can't. I can't drive this thing. But uh, so anyway, it, did, it made exactly the same noises.
1: How many then how far did you drive it after that? I think probably about
0: two hours two and a half hours and okay. it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and the best part is is that um, when I posted on Instagram I didn't really I didn't really ask for help yeah but I was like this is what's going on with the car blah 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 um, a guy named Cameron from Wayland Motorsports his name's Cameron Wayland was like I think I found you a transmission no kidding I'm like yes <laughs> I'm really happy to hear that so I I so let me just for how um, loud my car is I just you know how loud my car is right I couldn't hear my engine. <laughs> That's how loud it was. I couldn't turn the radio up loud enough and I and I couldn't hear my engine over the sound of the transmission. Wow. Just so you understand yeah, how loud it actually was. So I'm like, great, I'll be there. You know, or what did he say? I think So he yeah, says,
1: where is this guy? So this
0: is in Santa Rosa, which is two and a half hours south of where we were. Oh wow in California. Okay. So it couldn't have happened in a better place. Mm-hmm. Like if it was going to happen, happening in California is probably the best place yep. to have that happen. I thought about having it towed. And like maybe so I should... this Whalen guy, do
1: you know him very well. Is it just kind of like social media?
0: Type? Social media. I don't know him well. We've chatted on, you know, sure, on Instagram and stuff like that. And is Whalen like a Porsche shop? Yeah, uh, yeah. So he does like old Porsche stuff. So he does perfect you know, whatever. I mean, he just yeah. has a little Porsche shop that you know. I when I was, when I was there, he had. Like uh, he has an old three fifty six that he that he really loves. He's kind of into that thing right now.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I so I that.
0: I drive the car down. It's getting louder and louder and louder and louder and louder and, <laughs> and <laughs> louder. And I'm finally I'm I'm Nathan's with me. I'm like, is it getting louder? And my buddy Nathan, my when co- when
1: did Nathan join you? Right away. He was Right away. He's my
0: he's co- <clears> my <throat> co-pilot. Sure. Um, and he's like, yes, yeah, it's getting pretty loud. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we we got there, and he's like, yeah, I think I found a transmission for you. I'm like, oh awesome let's you know let's right. great let's go find it and uh we call the guy and he's like um freshly rebuilt mag case transmission you know that's what the craigslist ad said i'm sure. like great let's call this guy let's get this transmission yeah he wants 2900 bucks for it i'm like that's good good price for a rebuilt transmission sure so cameron calls the guy and also we find out well it was refreshed it wasn't rebuilt now there's no warranty
1: what does refreshed
0: and, mean i i don't know like you open up and you look, everything looks fine. Like and then
1: put new gear oil in it. <laughs> I don't know.
0: So we decided that was a bad idea. So then he called one of his air cooled buddies. Okay. Um and uh, and was like, hey, you know, I I think we should uh, try and find a transmission for this guy. He's like, oh, I know a guy that's probably got one. Um, he's a machinist. He rebuilds Beetle motors, blah, blah, blah. Like sure. four-cylinder air-cooled stuff, 356 yep. motors. I'm like, that sounds great. So we hop in. Um, uh, Cameron has an old Dodge truck. Like, I saw it's that. It's got to be 50s.
1: Yep. I think it was late 50s. Yeah, late I
0: 50s, uh, and, which was cool. My door didn't open, so he had to come over and shuffle me out of the car every time <laughs> I would get in and what out a of the gentleman. car. What a gentleman. Except he would forget sometimes. <laughs> Why are you still in the car? Why aren't you getting out? Like, I can't. <laughs> so anyway, we get to this machine shop. And I and I uh, um, I walk in there and I I don't know if I want to yeah I'll just say it. So the guy I walk in there and the, the guy is uh, he's Danish and okay. I'm not I'm not going to identify him right just because of what I'm going to talk
1: about. Okay. And uh I'm skeptical I, now.
0: Yeah, so I I walk in we start talking and he goes the first thing he says to me almost the first thing. He goes, what do you think about all them Muslims? Oh. And I was like so shocked <laughs> and taken aback. Now he's an old school guy. Right. He's an old okay. school guy. And uh, and he was a pretty cool dude, other than the, the first impression. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Well, where are you from? I'm like, Well, I'm from Minnesota. He's like, uh, well, you got a bunch of Somalians there, don't you? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay. Is
1: this, like, a weird test?
0: I don't know. Is this a test? Is this going to directly affect the cost of the transmission (laughs) if I don't agree with him? What am I supposed to do? So I kind of, like, played along but still tried to maintain my integrity a little bit. Like, Uh I... And, oh man, it was. <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. What do I do in that situation? Oh no! Okay. So anyway, so I, he's like, "Well, my buddy told me," and it was like every time I would kind of bring up the transmission, yeah, he would just kind of continue <laughs> to talk about other things, and I'm like, "I just want to get out of here. Yeah, I just want this transmission." But he was like, he wanted to do this song and dance with me.
1: What? Okay. What would have happened if you walked in and you had a different color skin? How would that have gone?
0: I am not sure, honestly. Huh. I'm not sure. Um, so anyways, I I was like, well, what do you want for this transmission? And he, once I finally got to the the nub of the actual reason I was there, yeah. he's like, well, my friend said it's worth somewhere between 2500 and 3500 And I'm like, Ugh. wow. I mean, that's totally unexpected expense of... Yeah. You know, if I was home and this happened, I would just take my transmission out and have it rebuilt Sure, over some time. It's winter. I wouldn't spend the money. Right. But I'm, it's.
1: Yeah, you're between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, I'm
0: bent over. Yeah, essentially. For sure. And uh, well, I said, well, how about, you know, how about 27? Or I said, well, how about 2,500 since we don't know? We didn't know anything about this transmission. Sure. It had been sitting in a shop for so 25. So he hadn't rebuilt it. No. Well, he didn't even remember. <laughs> He's like, I was thinking about putting it in a bus at some point, and it's shoved under a uh a a, a a desk or a table okay. or whatever, just shoved in the corner. And uh, uh we went and looked at it before I made my final offer and the thing looked like a fossil. Yeah. I mean it was covered in oil. I mean just right. cake, but all the oil had been there for so long that it was hard. <laughs> like you could chip it off with a screwdriver.
1: Right. Okay. And I'm, I'm just like, man. So was it a, the transmission for your car, magnesium case no, 915? No, so
0: this is from like a 77. So it's, okay. I'll, I'll get to some of the differences in a second because it was ended up being pretty challenging. Um, But I was like, how about 2500? He's like, how about three? I'm like, how about 2750? He's like, how about three?
1: <laughs> like,
0: I think he just knew that I... You needed it. I needed it. There's nothing. Yeah. This was it. This was my option. So I went to the bank, got him three grand, gave it to him, and threw the transmission in the back of Cameron's truck, and we drove over. And uh, all the things that were different are, um, we're like, okay, this is going to be great. It's easy. And then it's like, wait a second.
1: Because is your, so your engine is a later engine, but is your transmission from a 72?
0: Yes. Okay. It's the original transmission from my car. So it's the mag case. uh, No clutch assist transmission. So there's no, um, on the bottom of the transmission, there's like a little, uh, boss that sits out that the clutch cable goes through and mounts on, yep. and then it just pulls the arm of the clutch. That's yes. it. But as time went on, people were like, "Wow, these things really suck to drive. The clutch is really difficult." Right. So they put like a helper spring. Yep. That on the on the bell housing and the transmission. So when you actuate the clutch, this helper spring is already kind of sprung. Right. And it helps. It the clutch feels like shit. Oh really? But it yeah uh, you, know, you just there's no feel. It's like a it's like a button. It's like yeah. a sprung button. It just doesn't feel good. Okay. Um, you can feel it. I'll, I'll at some point. I'm sure. I'll it'll run again. and You can drive <laughs> it. Um, but uh, yeah, it just didn't feel great. So here, but the problem is clutch cable is different. Yep. So we had to go and find a clutch cable.
1: Oh geez. And
0: the, the and the actual arm that actuated yep. the clutch wasn't on the transmission.
1: So we, So s- is that the arm that actuates the throw up bearing? like that whole lever isn't it there basically okay
0: yeah basically that, yeah. that's what's missing so there's an arm that gets pulled by the clutch and then there's an arm that pushes on okay. on the on the transmission itself to sure. push on the on the, the throw bearing throw out bearing itself and oh by the way my throw out bearing yeah was insanely bad was that related probably not but it was <laughs> awful I Didn't mean, you replace that when you redid the engine yeah but that was 50 Sixty thousand miles ago, so I, I mean, it was a used. It was a used, good one. It was good mm. when I took it out. I didn't put a new one in. It was just, okay. oh, this is fine. I gotcha. Sure. So um, we had to drive. We drove two hours, three hours, probably in rush hour traffic. Oh, geez, to go get this clutch cable from. Uh, Some other we'll shop. call it. No, I will call it World Pack. Okay. Which is the parts distributor that services shops across the country? Sure. World Pack is where everybody's parts come from when they fix your car. So drove three hours in rush oh. hour it was hot in Cameron's 356 but it was great I oh wrote, you
1: took the 356 we did
0: well it was either that or his Dodge truck yeah I'm like well the 356 sounds like more fun I've actually never spent an extended period of time in one right and I actually really really enjoyed my time in that car yeah and like unexpectedly enjoyed it I've always been like uh well I don't want one of those they're so slow they're just, just like, like a, closer to a beetle it's closer to a beetle and I'm like eh, I don't know um what were you surprised about? What do you like
1: about it that you didn't think you would?
0: I like the, like, just the, it felt real. I like the flat windshield. Yeah. Like, it's, like, right there, and you're sitting really close to the person next to you, and it still has those, the humps, like, for the headlights in sure. front of you, and you can see them better. And I kind of like the noise, and I, I just, I really just kind of liked everything about it. Plus, is it's, like, all in patina, which is what oh, I yeah. like, too, Very so cool. it was, like, silver. Um, I need to rewind a little bit. Because I forgot to tell (laughs) about the Lost Coast.
1: Okay. On the way down.
0: On the way down. So we woke up, and I was like, okay, we're going to go get this transmission from this guy. Um, Or what? this was... Nope, this is the night prior. Sorry, everything gets kind of... No, it's
1: fine. I'm sure it blends together. It so blends together a little bit. this so, is before you were realizing how bad the transmission no, was. No, I knew. Okay.
0: I knew. I was like, yep, this is this, this is, is bad. bad. Um, so we were going on this road called the Lost Coast. Mm-hmm. and uh, Northern California? It's Northern California, and it's this road that's probably about 60, 65 miles long that okay. winds through the California hills and farmland out to the ocean, and there's nothing out there. Sure. Okay. Really nothing. That's why it must be called the Lost Coast because there's no. Towns, it doesn't really go anywhere. No towns, no tourism, sure. nothing. But you still go out to the ocean, and it, and there's nothing there. So I'm like, this wow. is this has got to be good.
1: How much does property cost there? <laughs> um, that sounds right up our alley. Being it, on the coast, cool road, nothing else there.
0: Well, you we'll see if you change your mind in a second. Oh, um, so we we drive all the way out there, and the road starts to get kind of bad. Like it's like oh Whoa, this like. Is, the-
1: Oh, the, we're, okay. Now we're, I know where you're getting at. Yeah,
0: so I'm like, "Well, this road is okay. It's really like all the tree covers really close to the road, okay. and it's it starts out as like dream road. Sure. Like, this is amazing. We're climbing sure. up to like seven thousand feet from three thousand feet so or so whatever we elevation. were. Huge elevation, it's, and it was just narrow and twisty and winding. And there's potholes, which are fine because you kind of feel like a rally driver when you're like dodging <laughs> this stuff, avoiding
1: potholes.
0: Yeah, and I'm and I'm like, I don't give a shit. This yeah, thing's fucking cool. broken. I was pounding the fuck out of that transmission i didn't care (laughs) i did not care i was just like i'm gonna have a good time i'm trying to think about it and plus it's you know when when you're you're on the pipe the engine's loud enough that then you didn't hear the transmission anymore (laughs) so i was just flogging the car steve's behind me and we get up to we come out of the trees and there's this left hand turn it's Uh like a 180 degree turn on top and out in the distance you can see um that there's a cloud cover all over the ocean Okay. So the pasture land goes down. There's a bunch of cows right in front of us. Yeah. And it drops down to to sea level. Probably, I'm gonna guess 10 to 15 miles in the distance. Okay. And you can just see the cloud cover and the sun is going down. I can picture it because you shared with me one of those photos. Yeah. It it was it was incredible. And to that point, it was my favorite point of the trip. Yeah. Just driving up this hill and and the climax of being like, wow! Not only is are you at the top, but you can see. The beautiful sunset and yeah. it's and it's quiet. So
1: if I remember, uh, you were actually going to go down to the coast for the sunset, and that's where you're going to take some photos. But because you could see the cloud cover, and you were actually above the clouds up on the top here, we just you decided, decided to stay there. Yeah,
0: because I figured once we got down there, that we wouldn't see the sun anymore because it was just mm-hmm. cloudy. So the sun goes down, and of course, as soon as the sun goes down, all those clouds rush into the the hills and the mountain, surely really mountain, but all the the tall hills surrounding us so we, we yeah it's
1: an interesting i forget the the term for that phenomenon around the coast but basically when the sun goes down the land is cooling off and the ocean is relatively warm compared to the land so now all the high pressure pushes clouds i think in. it's
0: the opposite i think the ocean was definitely cooler than the land I, but i think it causes the same phenomenon. either
1: either way it goes back and forth so
0: we're up there we're like oh this is awesome well we better get going anyway so this guy pulls up in his f-350 high country okay. like a, a really nice truck yeah and he's like guys the road doesn't get any better than this. Kay. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you should be really careful. The road gets pretty bad, you know. Just be careful. <laughs> and uh, some other guy, we were we started our way down. Some people in a car was like, hey man, the road gets really bad. We're like, we're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. How bad could it actually be? Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Which, on the way down, it's it's foggy, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm like, Nathan, how far do we have to go? And he's like, 42 miles.
1: 42 miles.
0: I'm like what? Like 42 miles. I'm like, okay. And it's, it's gravel, then not gravel. And the gravel's the best part of the entire road. Okay. What they, they did, they like, they paved over things, but then that road disappeared. So then they would pave over it again, but then it's lumpy, lumpy. And then it was huge potholes. So the gravel, at least I suppose
1: you can grate or is graded.
0: It was fine. The gravel was fine, except going onto the gravel was like a eight inch yeah. rise. It was hands down the worst tarmac I've Ever driven? Wow! In the fog,
1: in the dark. I'm surprised you didn't have like a blowout from all the potholes and everything. else. Well, I didn't run over them. I just had to dodge everything. You know, you bought them out ever? Oh, I bought
0: them out in my car all the time. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I mean, there was times (laughs) where I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh well, there's another battle scar. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't care what my floor pans look like. Right. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't bother me at all. Um, So we get down to the the beach. Pitch black. It is pitch black down there the clouds are there yep, and it's no it's street light dark fog pitch black absolutely the darkest thing you've ever seen <laughs> and but you can still hear the ocean coming in oh cool so it was so we got out got our flashlights and walked down the tide was out okay. so we kind of like walked around on the beach and looked with our flashlights and stuff i left the dome light out in my car so we could find our way back oh really it was that dark <laughs> and foggy so i'm like all right nathan how much farther do we have to go 38 miles mm. I'm like you'd oh only my God. gone
1: four miles.
0: Yeah, and my my headlight had already fallen off like twice. <laughs> so the the have you had you've had, you've had your headlights out now, yep. so you know how it works. So there's like a there's like a little lip for those that don't drive Porsches. There's a little lip on top of the the
1: fender that that, that sounded really like ostentatious for those of us that don't drive Porsches. Well,
0: some people don't. So for some those
1: people of, some people don't.
0: <laughs> I don't know. They're just <laughs> we're the car guys listening that don't drive Porsches. this, yeah, this okay. is why this sucks. This is why this shit was designed by fucking Hitler, and you should be happy that you don't drive one.
1: Okay, there you okay? go. Okay?
0: So there's like a little lip that sits on top of the headlight. You know, they're oval-shaped. And yep. you set the headlight ring on that lip, Yep, and it hooks it. Right. And then you push the headlight down, and then there's a screw on the bottom that you screw in. Right. But here's the problem. You hit enough bumps, it comes off that lip on the top right. and flops forward. Yep. Or and just, now the or just sits there and bounces around. Holding
1: it is the screw on the bottom.
0: So I had to put the headlight back on four times, five times, because <laughs> I needed to be didn't able to see. Didn't you have duct tape? I didn't have duct you tape. You didn't have duct tape with you. I didn't have duct tape with me. And what's funny is when we were at Rensport, there was this rally car that I saw that had tape over the headlight right in that specific yes. part. And you look at the picture, you're like, oh, that's period correct. And it's yes. like, that's that's correct solution for this problem. Right. And I'm like, wow, that would have been really, really nice to, to I do. I am,
1: uh, the most appalling thing right now is that you didn't have duct tape with you on a road trip.
0: I don't think I did. I I am surprised I, and disappointed. Typically, I bring like gaffer's tape or something with me, yeah. which I like better than duct tape. I, mean, I just didn't have any. I didn't, and I was so I I was exhausted. It was dark. Sure. It was yeah. late. It was. um <laughs> You can, know, can just
1: picture your head like one like this that's, up and down the whole. Yeah, way, it was and the just, beam is just.
0: Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, and and it didn't get. Finally, I got to the point where I was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, and then there was care. don't care. And there was probably 30 miles left. I was just and I just decided I was just going to go full like dirt rally video game. (laughs) And uh, I probably scared the hell out of Nathan. But I was I went for it. I mean, it was every corner was drifted. Every gravel was sideways. (laughs) I I went for it. How far was
1: Steve behind you? Because I assume he he didn't share that same philosophy. He
0: actually said uh, when we stopped, he's like once we (laughs) I'll get hold on. I'll get there. So, um, <laughs> I I just I did that for like 15 minutes, just fucking, and I'm like, I better wait for Steve. Yeah. So I waited for like 10 minutes for Steve. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Nathan, I'm like Nathan, how far do we have to go? He's like 28 miles or whatever <laughs> it was, because these roads are so tiny and yeah. so twisty. And uh, the thing is, is it the once we got inland and the fog went away, yeah. you could have turned your lights off and driven with the light of the moon. The moon was so bright. Oh, really? So we're climbing up this elevation and climbing, so you climbing, just had and climbing, climbing above the clouds. Yep, and uh, basically, all of a sudden, there's a bear in the road. There's Z- a bear in the road. We, <laughs> we spotted a bear, <laughs> and uh, we spotted there was deer all over the place. There was bear. Oh, jeez, this is. L- this is out here. It's removed. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's like a couple little towns. Yeah. Um, so we're like trying to find service to like call the hotel and like, hey,
1: we're still coming. You know what's
0: funny is when we got to this road, we're like, it's 60 miles. Why does it say it's gonna take three hours? <laughs> there's no way it's we'll gonna do take this in three less hours. Less than an hour. Yeah, we're gonna pound this road. This thing's gonna be over. Um. So anyway. <laughs> I ended up driving pretty slow, and then I, then I looked down, and I'm like, Nathan, how many miles do we have left? <laughs> it's like 20 miles, and I look down, and my gas light is on. Oh. And we're like... You're in the middle of nowhere. We're in the middle of nowhere. I'm like... And it's I, not an
1: easy 20 miles.
0: No, it wasn't. Um, so we finally... But we did finally get out of it, okay. and we ended up on the, uh, the Avenue of Giants, okay. which is one of the roads that I wanted to hit. And the Avenue of Giants is a very small, twisty road amongst giant redwood trees. Oh, cool. And we pulled over, and Steve gets out of his car. He's like, you know, I was going to rip your fucking head off before I saw this road. Because <laughs> I, I, I felt I felt really bad.
1: Right, because you're the one that planned the route. I
0: planned the route. And for me, I the arduousness of it, I don't care that much. But I know that mm-hmm. Steve probably doesn't feel the way I do. Right. Um, he loves to drive his car. He's a better driver than I am. Yeah. Um, more aggressive driver than I am. But in this situation... I mean, it, it felt like someone was, it felt like one of your struts was going to come through the, through the fender. (laughs) Like the bump stops were getting just berated. I mean, it was, it was really, really brutal. Um, I should have, I didn't even get out to really take any photos because I was, it was sitting up on the edge of your seat, like looking, driving, focused. Yeah. It was probably one of the most focused I've ever been driving, especially when I was like nine out of 10 going for it. Right. I was just angry. Yep, I was just angry driving. And uh, <laughs> so we ended up getting to the hotel. Have and you checked
1: your suspension over since you got home?
0: No, it drove fine the rest of the way. Right. I mean, there was another 4,000 miles that I drove after I that. That it drove great. Yeah. So, um, And this transmission definitely saw, or the suspension saw more pounding anyway, you know, later on in, in the yeah. trip anyways. So we're at 42 minutes. And we're not even to sport yet. I know. What, what should do we, we divvy should do?
1: this up? I think we should divvy it up.
0: Okay. So So uh, maybe
1: get to Ren Sport and then we'll talk about Ren Sport either on midweek or well, let's, next uh, week. Let's
0: talk about Ren Sport today. And we'll, we'll just let's just do this. Let's just do it all. Let's give them a good episode. Let's just do the whole thing. Let's do it. They'll listen. Won't you guys? <laughs> Everybody's in their there. Car. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, All right. well, regardless, keep I going. just the
0: problem with waiting another week is this stuff you're going to forget it. It'll it'll bleed out of my mind. Yeah. And in terms of talking about it, like when I sit, I can write and I can think and I can and I can reflect back on what was going on. I can look at pictures to yeah, remind myself.
1: Recounting it, it's going to be hard. So
0: we're just gonna we'll just do it. Okay. Um. we we'll, you and I will take a break after the Ren sport thing though. Sure. You have somewhere to be at two though.
1: I was thinking that.
0: Shit. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's get to the Rensport thing. And we'll we'll take a break and and go from there anyway. So I got to uh, Cameron's shop. We swapped out the transmission. Right. We're fast got it forwarding
1: going. again to the, yep. to the transmission. We got, everything's got done. We got
0: the cable. Got the piece that we needed from the no, from the racist dude. I
1: I, <laughs> I would be apprehensive because you don't even know that this transmission's good at this I don't, point. I don't. So we actually went to top off the fluid.
0: Yeah. And brand new Sweptco fluid came out. Awesome. I was like. That's thank God because yeah. it was three thousand dollars, and I didn't know much about the transmission. Mission. And I, I was like, well, you know, if this thing is good, I can sell it later. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll pay for my transmission rebuild. I can whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be. I can
1: figure it out. So your old transmission is sitting at their shop right now. Correct. Okay, he's going to ship it back to me. That's we'll what I was wondering. Out. So huge ups to
0: Cameron. I mean, him and I. Did, awesome. Him and I did the work together. Yeah, in in his shop, and you know that's. One of the best things about doing this stuff is there's always things that can go wrong. There's always things that can break. But if you show a little bit of perseverance and you can always make it through, you know, it's I never I never feel like I'm ever stranded. I always feel like I'm just delayed. That's a good way of thinking. So about it. it's you're just a that's little bit
1: optimistic.
0: I'm always optimistic on this stuff, believe it or not. I know that's probably hard for you to believe, but <laughs> yeah. um, it always it's going to work out somehow.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say just the community of people that you meet. Yeah. I'm. You know, I, what I, I was going to
0: get there. You know, it's it's when you, um, I didn't even really reach out for help. You mm-hmm. know, I just was like, this is what's going on. Not sure what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And having him come to me and be like, hey, let's figure this out. Let's fix this. Let's get you going. Right. Um, it, it was it was really touching, and it was. You know, when I gave him a hug when I when we were leaving in the dark after we had dinner, I was a little bit crying, <laughs> but he probably didn't know it. You know, he got we so we got the transmission done and drove to dinner. And when we got out to go into the the dinner place, yeah. he kept being like, "How is it? How is it? How is it? What's going on? How is it?" I just I just went up and I just hugged him because I was just <laughs> like all the all the emotion leading up to. And I'm sure you're exhausted after working oh, just, all day, just spent and and all the driving that we'd done and no mm-hmm. sleep and the entire trip was like getting up at six o'clock in the morning every single day. Just trying to cover as much ground. Just cover as much ground or go to Ren or whatever. Right. You, you really need to, you know, do it. You know, you just need to wake up. <laughs> yeah. Which for me is difficult. Yeah. As you may know. But anyway, it's yeah, it's the the people that you surround yourself with. I think that there's a there's like a camaraderie amongst explorers and adventurers mm-hmm. that develops. Like these the types of people that have always helped me are people that also do what I do, which is go drive their cars. You know, there's no guy in his shop that is spit shining his car right now. That really felt like reaching out to help me, but it's, right. the, it's the other people that have been there, been there, know what it's like, know sure. what it's like to be delayed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that really reach out and help. And that might be the name of your book. What delayed? Delayed. Yeah, just delayed. Just collection of your delayed stories. Um, so yeah, we it it worked great. The transmission. So here's the problem with the transmission. What's that? I think it's got an 894 ring and pinion, which is okay. It's significantly taller than my transmission. Okay. Which makes it a little bit slower. Sure. But
1: but you can cruise doing 90 on the way home, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, uh, the, that part was great. Yeah. It dropped my RPMs about 500. Okay. That's pretty significant. That is huge. Yeah. It is huge. Uh, huge. Huge. <laughs> and uh, so it, it slowed the car down. But you could be on the pipe a little bit longer. You know which is kind of fun, you can be on it and feel the cam come on, and you're okay, in the sure. power band a little bit longer. I think second gear goes up to like 69 miles per hour now. Wow, which is 64, I think, is one thing I saw. It's it, yeah, it, it's a tall transmission, yeah. So, in that way, it's kind of a bummer. I miss my well, you're my much lighter, you're much planning shorter. on rebuilding that other one. So, I will, and then I'll sell this one and sure, and hopefully get at least three thousand dollars for it, <laughs> is is the hope. So yeah, we got there. We drove through all that and then the so next So how day, far
1: was that from uh, Laguna Seca?
0: Two and a half hours. Okay. So I drove we drove to the sh- I drove to the shop in the morning, Steve and Nathan hung out and you know, were moral support. And sure. then uh that night we, I finished at like eleven thirty, dinner at eleven thirty, and then I continued to drive. So we drove, swapped the transmission, did all that work, and then I continued on my way wow. to uh to the Airbnb in Monterey.
1: Yeah. And you were meeting other people, sharing kind of the house with them, right? Yep, my uh, well, just one, my buddy Chad. Okay,
0: from South Central Imports, one of our sponsors, right? That we should maybe talk about right now.
1: South Central Imports. Yeah. Yes, they're a Twin Cities-based automotive shop. They are exclusive Volkswagen Audi shop. Um, probably not even Porsche unless it has a four-cylinder in it. Uh, they've been in business since 1976. They're an authorized Revo software dealer as well. So Chris just keeps talking about maybe chipping that diesel, but he probably won't because he probably won't even keep that car very long.
0: Yeah, I'm actually thinking about trading in it. I right know now. you
1: are. Um, th- but most of all, you know, the guys at SCI, they have the integrity and the honesty. You don't have to worry about being swindled, you don't have to worry about them uh, leading you astray. Um, they're good guys. It's where you should take your car. You can find them on Facebook at SCI Performance. Otherwise, pick up the phone, dial 612 612- 7228897.
0: All right. We're going to take a little break and then we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about the rest of my trip from getting my transmission done to rentsport and right. Airbnb and then we're going to save rentsport for midweek. Right. And so we'll wrap
1: up we'll, we'll call it kind of the journey out there. We had
0: we had this is going way longer than we expected, so we're sorry for the logistical <laughs> t- the uh, what is, Snafu. It? What is it? the uh, bait and switch on you guys.
1: <laughs> right. Because you did say we're just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So sorry about that. But we're going to. So I left the I got the transmission in started driving at 11 o'clock at night and uh, drove over. I'm like, I'm going to go through. I'm like the route was to go over the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm like, I'm going anyway.
1: Oh, OK. So and I that, didn't know like geographically where you are. So you have to go through San Francisco. Basically.
0: Santa Rosa is in Sonoma County, which is wine country. OK, so it's sure. Like yeah, yeah. Just north of San Francisco. Gotcha. So I drove. That's over the, where
1: Laguna Seca is.
0: No, that's where I got the transmission done. Okay, and then Monterey is two and a half hours south of that. It's like an hour south of San Francisco. Gotcha. It's very middle California. Right. Laguna Seca is. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So I drove over the Golden Gate Bridge. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna get some great pictures. It's really. I could have. I could. There was enough. Uh, there wasn't even enough traffic to scare me of getting out of the car and getting a picture oh. on the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> But it was (laughs) the level of fog was insane. You couldn't even see anything. I couldn't see. Uh, So I got some great pictures from inside the car. Yeah, um, of I bet it was the level of fog was crazy. And I'm like, oh, I want to go visit, you know, go drive downtown. So I went, I got off on like, got out on like battery drive and went over by Broadway. And I'm like, wait a second. There are a lot of strip clubs right here. <laughs> okay. So I hopped out of the car and got some pictures of, like, flashing neon signs with the <laughs> with the car sitting right there. And yep. I was actually feeling great because the transmission was. I'm w-
1: sure you're, like, elated at this point. I was. I was.
0: I was feeling really good. I'm like, well, I. If not one the, exhausted. One of the main reasons why I pushed so hard to get this done. Because I was thinking of other ways I could solve the problem. I'm like, I could ship the car home and get a rental car. And yep. finish the whole thing in a rental car. Sure. and Because uh, I wanted to pick up Jess in Las Vegas, my right. wife, on the way home. And it was really, really important to me to pick her up. Because I always get to go do these trips and these journeys, and she was always sitting at home. Yeah. So I was really 10 out of 10 important to me that she fly out and yeah. do what I told her I was going to do. I wanted sure. to follow through on what I promised her would be great. So I'm like, okay, how am I going to make this happen? I got to get this transmission in or... I can ship the car home and um, get a rail car, Mm -hmm. or I can have Cameron rebuild the transmission and I can pick it up after Monterey, or what (laughs) if, I was like, what if I call Porsche
1: and say, hey, I need a car. Do you have that good a relationship with them where you think you could have finagled that? I could have gotten a car.
0: I could have gotten a 911 press car to drive across the country, which, and then I'm like, well, that's, I'm not really going to enjoy that that much. I mean, I would enjoy it, but I wouldn't... But it's en-
1: not the same as driving your car. It's not
0: the same. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to get this. That's when I decided I'm just going to get this done. Okay. And those are the things that were going through my head of how to, like, you know, figure out. Then the camera came through with the transmission. Yeah. But But um, anyway, made great time and ended up in, uh, I think, Monterey around 1.30 in the morning. Okay. And even at 1.30, there was uh other Porsches just driving around like there's activity at 130 there's activity yeah driving down the it was the 101 okay there's like other Porsches that were like on their way yeah just on their way to to sport even late which was which was really really cool that is cool
1: so you didn't like retrace the the chase scene and bullet in San Francisco go hopping over those streets no I did not that would have been fun
0: yeah that's like that's a great movie in that traversing around uh San Francisco launching off those
1: streets I wonder how many
0: cars they went through
1: I have read that. I, I know that somewhere.
0: Anyway, so we're going to talk about Rensport, uh and it'll be Thursday. You'll get that episode. Yep. And then uh, we'll talk about the rest of my trip home, which is... Also, a great story. We'll be getting that to that on next Monday's episode.
1: Before we leave you off, though, we do have one more sponsor we got to talk about, and that's further performance. These guys are local Twin Cities based automotive specialists. They love European cars, they love also the air cooled stuff. They probably could have found Chris a transmission, perhaps, had they been out in California um they are like i said enthusiasts and have that passion that's what matters when you are bringing your car somewhere that you can trust them and that they aren't just some grease monkeys who are making minimum wage they actually love what they're doing and they, they do. care about it they do for sure they uh you know whether it's it's maintenance or full restoration or an engine build those guys can take care of it all they have a great new shop over there you can find them online at fptuned.com that's f-p-t-u-n-e-d.com
0: so is there uh anything that happened to you
1: i um not what i honestly it's i haven't even <laughs> thought about what i've been up to well maybe we'll save that
0: for the midweek episode we'll talk about what you've been up to next week
1: yeah no i've been doing some car stuff some maintenance stuff but nothing as honestly i wrote in the notes here i've been doing stuff but who cares let's hear about chris's adventure so
0: All yeah right. well we'll uh, we'll see you guys for the uh rent sport part of the adventure on thursday take care guys bye the top of the top